show there in Morning Dave here. It's 8.40, 20 now before 9. Time to check in on your money and find out what Wall Street's doing to us all today. Now, it's not doing for us lately. It's doing to us, so I'm changing my vocabulary a bit. We do have Philip Statler from Statler Financial Services on the phone, so I guess the band's back together again. Philip, good morning. How are you? Hey, good morning, Dave. You're doing well. Uh, are you there, Philip? Let's try I'm it here. now. Uh, there. Can you hear me now? Philip, can you hear me? Uh, I can hear you. Can you hear me? I can now. Buttons okay. were messed up. I See, I fixed the phones <laughs> over the weekend, but I didn't fix my buttons. I apologize. <laughs> it's yeah. good to hear you. Now, now the band's back together again. What the Sam Hill did you guys do to this place while I was gone for a week? Well, I, I was kind of betting... I was betting somebody that I kind of saw a resistance level to the Dow around 25,000, and I thought I was being just incredibly cynical while I was talking about it. We're, we're actually pointing in that direction after the last couple, three trading days, aren't we? Yeah, you know, it was exciting because we jumped back over 30,000, uh, got to about 30,004, I think, and then all of a sudden the ADP numbers came out, and then you, you take on Friday's numbers, uh, which we didn't get a chance to talk about, but they were much better than expected. Uh, when we look at the uh, the jobs report, you know, non-farm payrolls were up, maybe not quite as much as expected, but the unemployment rate was three and a half percent. So uh, a lot of things on Friday were were decent news, and of course the markets didn't like that. They uh, absolutely. That's the thing. If we were coming out of a recession, we'd be ballyhooing and saying, oh, goody, this is all good news. But when you've got a Federal Reserve that says we're going into a recession and we're going to try to make it happen, which basically is what Paulson's been saying, good news is bad news for equities, isn't it? Yeah, it really is. And this number, we don't talk about this number a lot, but it, it came out on Friday afternoon late. Uh, the consumer mm -hmm. credit rate. Uh, how much consumers uh -oh. have increased their, their credit spending. Um, and in the month before, it was $26 billion. This month, it was supposed to be $24 billion, and it came in at $32 billion. Yeah. Now, now the, the interesting part is one of the other reports that I saw while I was up in the hinterlands of Wisconsin last week is that the Fed is still noting that, quote, unquote, our surplus savings balances are still at a historic high level. So we kind of get a tale of two financial positions. Number one, the surplus savings is one of the things that's concerning the feds because, well, they want us to, you know, actually cut back on our spending and savings means you don't have to. Uh, the other half of the population is just burning plastic and not stopping spending. So I'll put it together with the fact that we're still not having any grandiose problems finding a job. Uh, I'm kind of seeing the next Fed meeting as being another three quarters of a percent, aren't you? Yeah, I am too. I mean, there's a lot of things that I've been reading here the, over this last weekend. Um, you know, Al Arian, um, he's one of the economists that I followed. He's uh, Allianz's head head economist, and um, uh -huh. you know, he's thinking that that we were we're looking in 2023 for uh, you know more and more of the same recession. Uh, he feels like the core inflation, regular inflation, total inflation is going to come down a little bit. Core inflation, though, is going to continue to rise. And uh, that's going to be a problem uh, because, you know, that's the stuff that uh, that's important to us uh, when that starts to keep going up. And then another report I saw talking about jobs. This mm -hmm. one really kind of got my attention. Bank of America. 
came out and said that the fourth quarter, they expect um, job creation to drop by 50% and mm-hmm. actually go negative for all of 2023. That, I mean, okay, one quarter of negative gro- job growth we don't like. A full year, that's not exactly what we want to see happen either. I've been, I think the word soft landing is starting to drift out of our vocabulary, isn't it? I think so. I think that, um, you know, we, we're, quote, in a recession now. Um, the problem is, is that other than going to the grocery store and now the gas pump, we'll talk about that in a minute. But um, we're, we're seeing it, but we can make decisions on what to buy and not to buy outside of groceries and, and, and gas. Uh, and so... For a lot of folks, it really still hasn't hit home. I mean, it's hit home, but it hasn't affected how they spend money. Um, and so when that starts to happen, and that consumer credit number gives me an idea that we're getting really close um, to, to that starting to happen now, people are going to have to choose uh, what to buy. And then we'll continue to see that start to, to decline, as well as people starting to lose jobs um, in 2023. Absolutely. Uh, the, the, bo- the bottom line is, as long as folks are optimistic about keeping their jobs, uh, a couple of months worth of burning plastic, that can happen and uh, not cause a great amount of pain. Uh, we start getting to the point of people being worried about losing their jobs, plus having burned their plastic up to the max. Uh, that's, that's when a recession starts becoming a crash, and that, we don't want to see that either. Earnings season beginning this week, uh, we'll start seeing the financial reports coming in uh, from the uh, financial sector toward the end of the week. Uh, Goldman Sachs put out a list of things for people to listen for on the conference calls, and the questions are basically all the things you and I have been talking about for the last six, eight months. Uh, Stronger U.S. dollar is screwing up international sales. Elevated inflation and high inventories are another problem that they're going to be asking about, and tax changes as well to start changing as of 23 for corporations. Uh, it's going to be kind of a difficult earnings season, and we're going to start hearing some of those difficulties within the next 24 to 36 hours. Yeah, we will. We'll start to see some some companies start to report over the next couple of days. Um, like you said, Friday is going to be the big day where a bunch of the banks will report their earnings. So uh, we'll keep our eyes uh, peeled for Friday. But uh, other than that, there's there's just they're starting to trickle in, but Lot, nothing today. So uh, we'll, we'll continue to watch those and, and talk about those as, as companies become available. I understand. Uh, yeah, ho- household names are kind of short on Monday mornings, even at the peak of earnings season. So it's kind of a function of uh, Philip and Dave ruminating about what went on the week before. <laughs> so uh, exactly. interesting news. Ben Bernanke got a Nobel Prize for economists, uh, for, for, for economics. Uh, that that kind of Hit me is okay, fine. He guided us through the uh, the Great Recession and uh, probably deserves it. My hunch is uh, Jay Paulson is not going to be a candidate for a Nobel Prize in economics after this episode, is he? Uh, I, I'm not thinking so. I think we're going to be uh, – we haven't seen the end yet, and uh, I'm afraid it's not going to be pretty. Yeah, I fear he's going to become Herbert Hoover more than he's going to become Ben Bernanke at the end of it all in terms of general chat. Uh, I was saying at the outset before we went on the air this morning that uh, the only good news I can really pull out is that at the very least we're going to get certainty from the next Federal Reserve meeting earlier than normal. Because with the holiday season interceding, they start shifting the schedule for the open market committee meetings. The November meeting, there isn't one scheduled for October, but the November meeting is November 
first and second. So we only have about three weeks before we get some certainty into this mix. And given what the market's doing to equities after what we saw on Friday, I got a sneaking hunch sooner rather than later, the very least to find out how much pain we're going to get wouldn't be a bad thing. Yeah, and you and I both, uh, after we saw last week and what's happening uh, in the market and with interest rates, that the expectation is, is that at least I expect that we'll see another three quarters of a percent increase. Um, and if, if we keep getting bad news, I'm still going to think that 1% could conceivably be on the table. Yeah, if you think back to March, right, when the the Federal Reserve really started talking about raising interest rates, that last interest rate hike of the year um, was supposed to be minimal. They, they broadcasted their expectations of a quarter uh, percent. Uh, but I don't think that's going to happen now, Dave. I think what, the way we see things now is we can expect a, a three-quarters of a percent because they are not going to uh, take their foot off the brake. Absolutely not. And Paulson basically said that his attention has kind of turned to the employment picture now almost more than the core inflation number or the, the personal consumption expenditure number that he says he watches more carefully. He's now watching the job market because he's seeing this as being a wage pull inflation spiral at this point, that because there's no issue with jobs, people aren't worried. So as you say, they're burning their plastic, they're keeping their savings and spending out of savings, and we haven't stopped spending money, and that's what he's watching. And it, it, it sounds hard-hearted to say it, but it, it you know seeing you know 3.9 and 4% unemployment is kind of what he'd love to see. And my biggest fear is that he's going to zoom right past that number at the speed with which they're uh, tightening the money supply. Exactly. And I think that that's kind of what Bank of America is saying, right? That that in, in 2023, that the companies are going to, that recession is going to start causing companies to have more and more layoffs, uh, which is going to uh, rise and put a rise in that uh, unemployment number uh, back over that four and, and maybe even closer to 5% before it's all said and done. Absolutely. And the expectations in the investment community that uses bonds as a hedge is kind of showing it, too. You brought this up to me on, before we went on the air, uh, that big disparity between the 30 and the two-year Treasury notes is still going strong. I'm looking like 50 basis points between the 30. The 30, I'm showing about 3.85. Two is over 4.3% this morning. Uh approaching 50 basis points between the two, uh, there's an inversion. And it's been pretty much a permanent factor now for the past two months. Yeah, it really has. And so we continue to watch that. And and even uh, you've got the 10-year versus the 30-year slightly inverted as well. So, you know, it is, uh, that's the case. When we see uh, inflation out there and we see, um, you know, a recession there, these are the things that we expect to see and, and we're seeing them. Absolutely. It's now starting to act according to some rule of thumb, which we really don't necessarily want to see. Uh, setting the table for the morning, we were alluding to how crummy a day Friday was. The Dow ended up closing down 630 points, and that was the good performer of the three. Standard & Poor's was down 105 points. That was 2.8%. The NASDAQ fell 3.8% down 421 points in one lousy day. I would have kind of expected a little bargain-hunting bounce this morning. Doesn't look like we're getting a big one, if any. 45 minutes before we open, what are we looking at? we got a tinge, a tinge of green ink out there right now, Dave. The Dow is up about a quarter of a percent. That's the best one right now. 
the S&P 500 is up almost two-tenths of a percent, and the NASDAQ 100 keeps fluctuating between slightly green and slightly red. It's slightly red right this second. Uh, and the small cap, the Russell 2000 is up a quarter of a percent as well. So, uh, so good news there. The VIX is also up uh, 1.2%. So uh, we'll see how that uh, changes for the day. Commodity side, silver uh, down 1.6%. Gold's down 1.5%. Crude oil is down a tenth of a percent, but it's still up substantially over where it was uh, last week. Is at $92.54 a barrel. Couldn't have anything to do with that two million barrel a day cut in production, could it? I think it's finally catching up there. <laughs> kind of had my tongue was firmly in my cheek. I can't believe gold is at like sixteen eighty five a barrel right now, or, or an ounce right now. I, I, I thought I thought seventeen was going to be a resistance level there. Yeah, and here's the deal: it's been hanging around that sixteen. Actually, it's been lower. Um, so it got a little bit of a run last week, but I think it, I think I, if I remember right, it was down to 1640, uh, in that, in that area last week. Lordy, I don't, I don't see that stuff when I'm on the road, that detail, but youch overseas markets. Europe is, uh, evenly, well, Europe is actually mixed. The uh, British markets are off by a tinge. German and French markets are up a little bit this morning. Asian markets closed resoundingly down at the close. I think the European markets are looking at our futures and trying to figure out what the direction is going to be. Somebody need to figure out what to do with their retirement portfolio. It's not too late to get some stability into it. How do I find you to find that stability? Dave, you know, folks that are really five to 10 years out from retirement or are already retired should be concerned. Uh, that's why we developed the core retirement design to help people calculate and know the amount of risk they have in their portfolio. Give us a call at 863-382-0037 to schedule your core retirement design. And then join us this weekend for the Statler Financial Radio Show, 6 a.m. and noon on Saturday, 10 a.m. Sunday morning on Highlands News Talk, 730, 95.3 FM. And surprise, surprise, the band's going to be together again tomorrow. We'll do it again tomorrow morning right here on Light. All right, man, you have a great day. Glad you're back, and we will talk tomorrow. Thank you so much. It's 105.7 Light FM and Statler Financial Services. Philip Statler. Hey, folks, again, I want to thank you for joining us today. I hope you had a great weekend, and things are going well for you as we start off the week. Hey, take care. I hope you'll join me again tomorrow, same time, same place. Until then, have a great day.